Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Today, I've got for you a couple of fantastic pro revenge stories, starting off with this one, in which a manager of a company steals millions and millions of dollars from its clientele. A quick word of warning, guys. This first one is a little bit technical and detailed. It's probably for the more mature audiences, but it's definitely worth a payoff. Stick with it. Concentrate. Here we go. Do shady things. Fire my boss. Hide millions from your clients. I don't think so. This happened a while ago, but it's still so fresh in my mind. I left college with a business degree in one hand and no job in the other. And like so many colleges, the promises of alumni willing to give jobs to graduates could not have been further from the truth. So I had to seek out my start from the bottom. I found a good job in operations at a company. Now I can't say which without giving it away. I had a great boss who taught me pretty much everything I needed to know. Work was great and the money was good. I need to explain how the business worked so you can understand how my plan worked. The corporate office was in California and we were not. There are a lot of things that went on at this company and I can't get into all of them because it would just take away from the story. But let's just say they had a very Stratton Oakmont vibe when it came to sales. All right, guys. So the next paragraph is pretty long and detailed, but it is necessary to listen to and it'll be over quickly. Trust me, we'll move on with the story. I started out working in operations with some of the smaller clients, but with some help from my boss, I was able to climb the ladder rather quickly to the point of being over all the operations and order processing for the firm. We had a very large client, about 90% of the company's business. The way it worked was we had two sets of sale reps, TSRs and CSRs. TSRs were the heavy hitters who reached out to the other big businesses and tech firms to extend their warranties on a product. They made real good money. The CSRs were more of the mum and pop crowd and the inbound sales calls for those that wanted to extend their warranties. The reps were all given codes that associates the client files with theirs. So if someone did a renewal automatically, they'd get paid as it was their clients. Pretty sweet gig. The client hired the firm to be the middleman for their B2B as they handled all of their everyday clients. So for every $100 that came into our firm, 18% or $18 would be for the company and the rest would be sent to the clients with the warranties activated. Most of the clients paid by credit card or PO with a wire transfer, but there would also be a good amount of checks each week that would need to be processed. A little while after I started, the client check portion was now going to be overseen by one of the sales managers. It didn't really phase me because I was working on these smaller accounts. Since we were a publicly traded company, all the sales reps orders had to go to operations to be fulfilled. They weren't allowed to process them on their own. This is when things started going downhill. My boss at the time was given temporary access to the financials as they were hiring a new CFO and he had a background with it. We went to lunch like we had done plenty of times before, but he seemed different. When I asked him if something was wrong, he told me that something looked off with our biggest client for one of the accounts. He wanted to make sure before he said anything to the higher ups. While this was going on, 
I had been offered the chance to be our new compliance officer, which means I would need to make sure everything was on the up and up. Soon after, I come in to find out that my boss was just terminated for a multitude of reasons, all of which had to be untrue because it was a pretty well-liked guy with not just the company, but with our client base as well. As I log into my terminal, I see that before he left, he'd given me admin access to his files. Here is where things started to pop off. Remember those checks that the clients were sending in to renew their warranties? Well, we were cashing them, all right. Apparently, we just weren't adding those renewals to their products in the system. That would have triggered a payout to our clients, who, as you remember, would be getting 82% of that money. Instead, they were cashing the checks, keeping the money, and using the interest in the accounts. Yes, in the mid-2000s, banks actually paid interest to cover losses in their collections departments. It was wild to see that this was happening and something had to be done. So I hatched a plan. First things first, secure a new job because it won't be a fun place to work after this. Done. My previous boss knew of other companies that would scoop me up. I put in my notice and stated in my exit interview that I just couldn't be a part of what was happening, even though HR was in on this. But I 100% wanted it on the record. Next, get approval for overtime for all the operations crew to come in on a Saturday and double pay them. They arrive early Saturday, obviously not too thrilled as to why they are there. But when I explain that if they complete the task, not only do they get their overtime, but they get nice bonuses, they were much happier. They spent the entire day applying all of those checks dated back years to the client accounts. We're talking millions of dollars. When all the sales reps arrived Monday, they were shocked as heck. Not only did they meet their weekly goals before picking up the phones, they made their monthly and quarterly goals too, two weeks into the new quarter. Cheers, partying, yelling, screaming, celebrating, all except sales managements. They went from being really excited to skeptical to confused to, oh no, in about two hours. They realized where it must have come from. Because not only did the company hit all these sales since it had been over a day, the client came into work Monday to see a very nice payday in their system as well. And like anyone would have questions and they said they're coming out to congratulate the team on such great numbers. So management started scrambling because they literally couldn't figure out how this had happened and all under my boss's old login. On my last day at work, I arrive and I'm in the lobby. I've got my box for the last of my things, etc. A guy walks up as he's waiting for the elevator with me and we strike up a conversation He notices my box and jokes about getting fired and I just tell him I had a great opportunity come up So I decided to leave before poop hits the fan. We laughed. He was a really nice down-to-earth guy He realizes we're getting off on the same floor. He asks if I work for x. I say yes He asks where I tell him operations and he reveals that he is the ceo of our clients gulp We go our separate ways. The client shows up and there is a big party. Afterwards, the client says that they would love to get a breakdown of where most of the sales came from so they can allocate more money to that department. The management says sure, but then made up a lie about how they can't share client payment info due to regulations, blah, blah, blah. Cue my exit from the company. Two weeks go by and I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. So I let it go to voicemail. When I get off work, I checked it to find out it was the CEO of the client where I used to work. He has had something come up and would like to talk to me. Of course, I'm nervous as heck, but I call him back and he picks up on the first ring and we get to chatting for a bit. And he finally just asked me, why did you leave? 
I tell him I had a great opportunity come up He doesn't buy it and says that apparently my comment about poop hitting the fan really stuck with him And he thinks something more is going on So after a little more prodding from him, I tell him just look at collections and that's all I can say He thanks me and I hung up two days later. He pulled the plug on the accounts Apparently my old company tried to threaten him with a lawsuit for pulling the account three years earlier He replied with that's fine because I can show the court that I have the evidence that you committed fraud Corporate came in and cleaned house all of management was fired within the day One month later, my friends and I had a very memorable trip in Vegas, all courtesy of our old clients. And there we go, guys. A little bit more of a technical pro-revenge story to start off this video. I I hope you all stuck with it because the the revenge was definitely worth it. But yeah, a couple of those paragraphs are definitely very detailed. What I can't really understand here, and I'm trying to look through the comments and work it out, is, is first of all, how nobody noticed this beforehand. And second of all, how many people were in on this? Like how many people are actually committing the fraud? Was it just your old manager or was it you know like his team as well was it a number of people in on it or was it just one person that was benefiting clearly it's a lot of money i mean millions but wow for you to find that out and and for your old boss as well to know that something was up and to give you his password and log into the computer database just before he got fired because he knew that he was off and that you would be the only one to save the universe it turned into like a bit of an action movie i thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope you guys did too I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now moving on to our second story of revenge revenge of the highway construction boss first things first This is a story that an old friend co-worker of mine told me years ago This friend has since passed away rest in peace greg So i'm unable to go back to him to get more details Greg's family live near calgary alberta in canada Greg's dad was in construction working as a job site foreman and calgary was going through an oil boom in the 1980s and new roads and highways needed to be built. The practice at the time, it probably still is, was to get expensive surveyors to lay out the path for the road at the start of the project, and the path was marked with wooden stakes in the ground. These roads were going through some of the grasslands on Calgary's outskirts, and good progress was being made on the road in question. Then one morning, the crew got to the job sites and found that all of the stakes had been knocked over. Calgary had, maybe still has, its fair share of yahoos and pickup trucks who like to cause trouble. So from the tire tracks, they figured that during the night, someone had found the job site, noticed the stakes, and decided it would be fun to drive over all of them. I suppose today's yahoos and pickups would be deterred by cheaper surveillance cameras, but this was 30 to 35 years ago. Greg's dad was fuming, but he had to call the surveyors back in to do the layout again before they could continue. A few nights later, the same thing happened again. They arrived at the site and found all of the stakes knocked out again. Another call to the surveyor's office later, they had the road mapped again. But Greg's dad had a plan this time. Construction sites can have a lot of rebar and other types of iron and other metals lying around. 
They also have lots of heavy equipment for applying force to things. After the stakes were mapped out for the third time, Greg's dad got a crew together to drive an eight-foot long piece of iron vertically into the ground directly behind one of the stakes near the end of the road layout with the top of the iron in line with the top of the stake. Then he waited. This is going to be unbelievable. I want to know what happens right now. A small number of days later, he got to the job site and found a wrecked pickup truck in the field along the road's path. Its oil pan and other undercarriage components had been ripped off by the metal post that was protruding from the ground. They had signs all around the site indicating that unauthorized vehicles were prohibited, entering was at your own risk, etc. So they were covered from a legal standpoint. With the truck as evidence, they were able to find its owner and have him charged with trespassing, destruction of property, mischief, and anything else that they could make stick. All right, firstly, fantastic revenge. Don't get me wrong. But the cynic in me is thinking that could have gone so much worse for the driver. Like, imagine that he dies. I don't know. Maybe the truck, like, really has a, you know, a big collision, goes off to one side or something, and, and he literally somehow dies, the bloke. Greg's dad could then be in serious danger, could be facing murder charges. So while it was a great prank and something obviously had to be done, I'm not... <laughs> It's just risky, isn't it? I mean, fair enough. It worked out brilliantly. The guy was fine. I, I assume just got out of its van. The van was absolutely total. And he just booked it, trying to get away with uh, with no evidence. But yeah, brilliant stuff. I mean, I don't really know why he was doing that in the first place. What sort of enjoyment do you get from just knocking over loads of stakes? I mean, maybe it's fun once, but you're ruining people's days. But wow. I mean, it's risky, but it's risk versus reward, isn't it? He could have died in 1% chance. Man, 0.1% chance he dies, but 99.9% chance you get some fantastic revenge. And this guy gets the karma he deserves. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge. Let me know if you've enjoyed it by commenting on the video that you did. If you comment, I like this one. Thanks, Jack. Then it will let me know that you liked it. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good. Uh, also, please do subscribe to the channel by clicking this button up here. And I'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new video right here. Same time, same place. Have a good one.